0: Welcome to Trial Stories, an informative discussion of civil justice with a focus on the human story. I'm your host, Arkady Frechtman, a New York City trial lawyer passionate about helping serious injury victims and their
1: families.
0: Good afternoon and welcome to Trial Stories. Today, we're here with members of the FNA Injury Lawyers team. We have Demir and we have uh, Marita. <laughs> so, how, how are you guys doing
1: today? Pretty uh, good, Mr. Fragment. You know, is shining, the weather is. is okay, but you know, it is what it is. Oh, <laughs> awesome, awesome. And how about
0: you, Rida? How, how are you I'm doing?
2: I'm good. I'm good today. Just working hard. <laughs> oh,
0: awesome, awesome. So, yeah, we were just going to talk about a few questions. And one of the questions we wanted to discuss is what is the most important lesson you've learned over your career? so who wants to go first who? i'll
1: go first oh, okay uh so one of the uh, important lessons would be would be just be patient with the uh the clients they work with because sometimes you know people go through a lot of hardship and you know just torment and you have to be a uh, patient with them and you know be very attentive to their needs and and just hear out their story that's one of the most important things because we're all human we're trying to just understand each other and be just helpful to each other, and you know, trying to resolve problems, so to say, and that would be the one of the lesson that you know people in my in my uh, uh, in my profession should know, in my opinion, because you know, in the end, we're all, we're all just people trying to like, help each other, and you know, and facilitate you know each other's problems.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I agree with you. Actually, mm-hmm. that's what we need to. Um well, before this, uh, my career change was. I used to work for um, a French chef in in Manhattan, mm-hmm. and it was very kind of like uh, I took my customer service skills from there, and I brought them here. Um, so my biggest thing is just working with the clients, just making sure everyone is happy, um, satisfied with our services. That's our number one priority here our um also our priority is just basically making sure that our clients get the right treatment absolutely absolutely, and like they're happy with their treatment their Mm -hmm. doctors and Mm -hmm. you know anytime they want to change a doctor or anything like that we're always here to assist with anything and i think that's our number one priority here just to make sure that you know our clients are getting the proper treatment oh yeah absolutely absolutely
1: like the other day um one of the clients asked us you know hey uh hey damir can you schedule us a uh a treatment for the physical therapy, but you know, I really want to attend physical therapy treatments, but I just can't make it, you know, on time. You know, every time I have to like you know go to work all the way to Long Island and have to go back to the city, it just you know it doesn't work for me. And you know, we have to find solutions. We say, hey, you know what? There's one good physical uh, treatment facility right by your uh, by your work. Would you able to you know maybe get maybe an hour break from your work and attend physical therapy? And you know, we we just have to find solutions for our clients and you know, get them the best treatment we have, so to say.
2: Yeah,
0: no, those are really good points you guys bring up. Yeah, it's interesting because like what Damir was saying in the beginning about, you know, you gotta be patient with the client because really they're just a human being and right. if they got into um, an unfortunate accident, could be a ceiling collapse, could be a hit for by sure. a truck, anything, for right, sure. just trip and fall and then, this got thrust into their life unnaturally, because it usually happens due to the negligence of another party, oh. and now they just have to deal with it. So like one day, they're enjoying their life, they're mm-hmm. enjoying their, their passions, you know, who they love, their family, their friends, their uh, significant other, what they love, you know, whatever it is, like the sports or um, cooking or whatever it may be. And then the next day after this event, it's all, everything is almost like they're in a a twilight zone. What's going on? I'm hurt. I can't uh, cook. I can't uh, walk. You know, uh, sometimes with a traumatic brain injury, I can't recognize people in my family. I can't think Mm -hmm. the way I used to. So that's really important to be, um, to be really like patient with them and to be understanding with them. And um, no, it's great that you guys are, are patients. That That's difficult. That's difficult. Absolutely. So sometimes like some of these patients could be very annoying, you know, because they're going through a tough time. So they're not yeah. being annoying because they're like a bad person. They're being yeah. yeah. annoying because that's it's so just frustrating. Like, this thing is going on in their life. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, difficult.
2: because it changes mm-hmm. a lot of people's lives. I mean, if you went from doing something every day, like even working, some people Absolutely. can't even work anymore. And like mm-hmm. they were passionate about their jobs. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, so that's what we try to understand too. Um, mm-hmm. Our biggest thing is like putting ourselves in their shoes mm-hmm. and like kind of understanding, like, what if this happened to me? Like, oh, yeah. you know, so I think that's our biggest thing here is that we all try to understand. And I think everyone is really good here with like understanding, you know, oh, yeah. um, and like relating to everyone that calls because, you mm-hmm. know, it is traumatic. So, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, was, we have sometimes like, you know, like. Like young people, even my age. Sometimes, you know, I was speaking to the client the other day, and he was telling me a story, and he was telling me how he was severely injured at work, and how he shattered his spinal discs. And I thought to myself, Oh my God, you know, what would what would I do if that happened to me? And you would you would just you know try your best to like you know give him the best treatment and to accommodate any of his needs, just because you know that person is that that person could be you. That person could be anybody you know and that's why you do your best and you know, and trying to accommodate clients. Yeah, no, it's funny you say
0: that because I was just at a conference, a trial lawyers university conference uh-huh. uh, with a lot of the top trial lawyers in the whole nation and they all gathered. Mm-hmm. And one of the trial lawyers, he, he just got like a verdict for $10 million. Uh-huh. And that's what actually what he said is you know, it's something known as the golden rule. Like when you're doing a trial, you can't tell the jury, hey, imagine if this happened to you Uh and now I'm gonna ask you for $10 million. You can't do that because it's considered too prejudicial, right, if Uh you tell the jurors, imagine this happened to you and look at what happened to my client. He has shattered spinal discs. Uh And if they imagine that happened to them, you know, they might just start giving you like millions and millions of dollars. (laughs) So you can't do that. But what he does is he says, but imagine it happened to me And, or imagine this happened to somebody close, like a really close friend or a family member. And he said, you have to do that internally. You have to do that. And then of course you don't make that argument because it's not permissible to the jury, but because you have that feeling in your mind, now you're much more of an effective advocate. So I thought that was a really good point. Absolutely, absolutely.
2: That's so interesting that you're not allowed to
1: say that. Yeah. It's such a good point. You know what I mean? It's like because people
2: would get angry, they'd be like, yeah, what if it did happen to me? Like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you could, I mean, you could like intimate it. You could say like, you know, talk, that's why they say maybe don't call the plaintiff by name, right? Because if I have a plaintiff and her name is Joan Smith and I say, hey, this happened to Joan Smith. Now everybody disassociates and thinks, oh, this happened to Joan Smith if... If I got involved in, if, you know, if the same circumstances presented to me, I would be more careful, right? And that's some kind of bias that um, it wouldn't happen to me, it happened to Joan Smith. That's why a lot of the good lawyers, what they do is when they present uh, an argument, they say, a person was walking down the street. And they tell a story. And then you just, uh, oh, it's a person. It could be anybody. It could be me. It could be, and that, that way you kind of can do that without, you know, you can't do it explicitly, but you could still, there are techniques that a lot of the top lawyers use to, um, just awesome. don't make that happen. Yeah. Uh, that's good
2: advice for you since you're going to law school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. hopefully
0: next year. Hopefully next year, yeah. That's awesome. In the future.
2: And that's amazing.
0: Which, uh, which law school do you want to go
1: to? Planning on, you know, maybe anywhere in New York City. I don't want to go, like, too far from the city. Hopefully St. John's, hopefully Fordham, maybe Columbia, I don't know. Uh, maybe have the smarts, you know. That's that's what we're going to find out, I guess. But, you know, but time will tell. Yeah. You no, know, that's
0: awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and let's see. What other questions do we have here? So, so that the
0: first question was the most important lesson, and the second question is: Did you always want to be a paralegal or a case manager? Tell mm-hmm. us about like a little bit about how you got
1: here, your journey. Oh, well, for me, it was. Uh, well, I went to college back in 2016 and graduated 2020. I always had the idea that one day I will go to law school, I will study, and I will be practicing law somewhere and a giant corporation in the city. that was my that was my dream and that's what I envisioned you know since since the beginning I would say. but you know I had laid like, on you know, some career uh, maybe like you know hesitations and changes. I thought to myself maybe I should try this out and maybe I should try that out. But in the end you know I've met like a lot of my friends have been like working as paralegals like you know, prior to going to law school and they told me it was an immense experience to have prior to like attending law school because you you get to experience what actual practice is like because in law school they don't teach you they don't teach you at all how to, how to uh, practice law and stuff like that they teach you how to do maybe problem spotting they teach you how to maybe think logically more like and rather than you know how to how to uh, how is it like being in the field and how is it like to be a, a, a practicing attorney That's why I, that's why I, uh, decided to like be a paralegal for a little while and, you know, prior to go to law school, so to say, and then, you know, take it from there.
2: Mm. and you have an advantage now because now you're getting like first-hand experience so when you go in oh yeah i uh, just do feel like oh, i already know this like, absolutely, it. absolutely. <laughs> I, will, I,
1: will be, I will be competing with a bunch of college kids who are just you know got out of college and i would you know of course i would know a lot about legal procedure and how things work of course absolutely, absolutely.
2: yeah like yeah. what's good here is that like um all of our attorneys are super like super patient and uh-huh. like, uh, you know everyone's like willing to like answer absolutely, questions absolutely. and like teach you which is why mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. people here like like work here for a really long time because they feel like it's like such a comfortable environment where you can ask questions and you're not like think thinking like you're being like annoying or you absolutely, know um, absolutely. and like everyone's always available to answer like any questions and that's why a lot of people that do work here they go to if they do leave they go to like careers that like they got benefited from here or like mm-hmm. you know, so that's absolute, Absolutely, absolutely
1: totally, totally so yeah.
2: Yeah. What was it like for you, Merida? Well for me it was like I was working in um I graduated college in uh 2017. Uh-huh. I think yeah. Um and for me it was I was um graduated for a criminal justice degree I got and then I went into like the restaurant world. I lived in New York City and basically like, you know, the city was kind of like you make the money where you work in restaurants or you work in like hotels like exactly. so i worked in a restaurant for about like seven eight years with a uh-huh. famous French chef and uh-huh. he kind of like um taught me like a lot of things were like basically i that's where i got my patients from and like my oh, yeah. customer service skills and oh, yeah. um but the clients there were like different from here but like everyone's kind of it's kind of all relatable you know so uh-huh. basically when I apply here, which was a few years ago, um, I was interested in being like a paralegal. So I actually worked my way up here to being a paralegal. Because uh-huh. um, I didn't start as a paralegal, I started as a receptionist, right. and then I worked my way up. And that's uh-huh. why, um, you know, arcade does give everyone like so many chances to kind mm-hmm. of like work, work your way up. Mm-hmm. So that's totally a benefit mm-hmm. of being here.
1: You know when I when I think of a five star chef, I think of Gordon Ramsay for some reason. What is it? Being a, yeah. It's a <laughs> like, Yeah, it's very
2: intense actually. Um, Trust me. Yeah, it's very intense. They take it very seriously, so it was, really? it was, it was a difficult. It was difficult, uh-huh. yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Uh-huh. Uh, whatever you did uh-huh. there was a, like extremely like uh, a lot of under a lot of pressure. I see. That's So very yeah, but yeah, he's like Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's probably <laughs> a lot of <laughs> corollary between like say operating a restaurant because it's almost like a ballet, right? Everything has to be perfect. Like someone uh-huh. sits down, they expect a five star meal. They're at a five star yeah. restaurant in Manhattan, one of the best restaurants in the world. Yeah. So they probably expect something like you know the the amuse-bouche or whatever the appetizer, yeah. right, and wine yeah. pairing, and then if something goes wrong, they're like, "Excuse me, sir," and then and, uh, many different waiters have to come over, not just one waiter, right? So it's like uh, yeah. a whole it's ballet a little- going on, and it's kind of—I mean, you can you can draw the corollary to like uh, handling the litigation too, because mm-hmm. you have a lot of different people. You have the receptionist, you have the case manager, the paralegal, the attorney, the maybe the trial attorney, but you have the associate attorney. You have the appellate writer or the motion writer, right? And it's also everything, there's a lot of moving parts and you have to make sure everything's going smoothly.
2: Yeah. So like everyone Mm -hmm. plays a part and so like everyone kind of getting the job done, you know, so I agree. That's, that's that's where I kind of, you know, learned a lot of stuff and I took the skills like elsewhere, you know, with learning from him, Mm -hmm. so yeah.
0: And was the actual head of the restaurant, the famous chef, was he there? He was
2: actually there um, maybe like once every two, three weeks. Okay. He had had another chef working for him, but uh, he was there once every like two, three weeks. And sometimes when we had like presidents... Like Barack oh. Obama, Bill Clinton came, like Ooh. he would he would come in and he would cook for them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Like, yeah. I used to see people every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> Yeah, it's very, yeah. very interesting. Who was your favorite celebrity that you saw? Um, I think Drew Barrymore. Oh, She really was super, super sweet. Like we actually yeah. had like a conversation and it was like a 10 minute conversation. But it felt like so normal. So I actually, she was really pleasant. But for
1: the
2: most part, they were all pretty pleasant. I see, that's
0: very cool. That's very yeah, cool. Yeah, so it was an awesome experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool. mm-hmm. Okay, and then our final question for today. Mm-hmm. Um, what's a commonly held belief about your industry or profession that you passionately disagree with? Mm-hmm. So something that you know people believe is true about, let's say personal injury lawyers or um, civil
1: trial attorneys
0: that you um, disagree with?
1: Yeah, I would say that, you know, the uh, the common image among, uh, like, about personal injury attorneys is quite obscured, like I would say, over time. People think of personal injury attorneys as, like, money-grabbing, just, you know, like, greedy people who only care about money, who don't care about their clients, which is absolutely not true. And it's not what we do here at Five and Associates. I can assure you about that. Uh, well, of course, uh, our priority is, is to uh, get our clients straight away and you know get them treatment get them you know the most uh, like you know get their like you know injuries uh squared away first and then you know we we can like you know uh get the proper settlement for their injuries and for for, for all the torment they went through and you know this image of you know uh journeys being just you know there for the money is absolutely false uh, I, would, I would say that's the, one of the common misconceptions, and you know, something definitely is not true about the industry.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think like, you have you, you kind of hit it on the head there because basically it's not just. I mean, people think that attorneys are out there for money. And of course, everyone likes money, right? I'm not oh, gonna yeah. say attorneys aren't like Mother Teresa, where right? you have yeah, yeah. a lot of unadulterated yeah. yes. ur- altruism, right? They're Absolutely. not doing it for free, it's not a charity. Absolutely. Everyone wants to make money, but the point is, like, are you passionate about the work, right? Yes. And the work is dealing in customer service with the mm-hmm. client, mm-hmm. making sure the client gets their treatment, doing right. the legal uh, the writing, doing, going to court, oh, yeah. and being their like counselor, their guide, and their right. advocate in court. So I think if you're passionate about the work, mm-hmm. then uh, the money will come. The money will oh, yeah. come from that. Absolutely. And that. The money is like a benefit that you, you as an attorney will uh, obtain. But I also, I agree with you, like personal injury just gets a bad rap. Like I was actually driving <laughs> to, uh, I was driving <laughs> to a restaurant like, two, about two weeks ago. It was my son's birthday. Uh-huh. And it was, it was like, I think it was like a Sunday. We were just driving to this restaurant mm-hmm. in Long Island. And I see this sign on the left, and it's like a, a dinky little office, second floor office, and it says something, I forgot the guy's name, like you know, Saul Goodman, whatever. Oh, yeah, personal yeah, injury yeah. lawyer. And I just thought to myself, oh my god, that would I would hate to be in that little office, <laughs> that little dinky <laughs> office, that little, exactly. little you know, and, and why is why is that our opinion of personal injury lawyers? Well, you know, people exactly. that go on the buses and they say, like, have you been hit by this bus? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Or or people that, you know, that the, all the, all the, hammer, the hammer, hammer, the insurance companies or whatever. So I thought like Well, why are people doing this? Like, why is that the, the, um, you know, the impression that people have of personal injury lawyers, that they're like ambulance chasers Mm -hmm. and this whole thing? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it has to do with the insurance industry, right? Because they're a billion dollar industry. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They don't want you to sue. Oh, yeah. They want to collect premiums. But do they really want to pay out legitimate, reasonable amounts for injury victims? No, they don't, right? So they create this whole, um, you know, uh, misinformation campaign about tort reform about lawyers being ambulance chasers so that you know it's almost like uh, on a subconscious level mm-hmm. if you slip and fall in the back of your mind you're going to think well oh, do I really want to bring this case probably not because I don't want to be going to one of these ambulance chasers and I don't want to be going to court and try to receive something but you know it's just really if you if you frame it differently if you look at it differently what it really is is civil justice, right? Because okay. like in the Declaration of Independence, um, uh-huh. you have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yes. So if you get grievously injured, and it's a life-changing forever injury, now you can't be happy. Uh-huh. So why can't you pursue your civil justice and, and go to court and get a fair amount to compensate you That's so true. that you could get the right doctors, so you could get you know best-in-class medical care for yourself, for your family. And so that you could really rise up again and recover, oh, yeah. because what the purpose of personal injury law is, as to the, all the books and all the pattern jury instructions, is to put you in the same place where you were before you got injured. Mm-hmm. So, to, but to do that, sometimes you can never do that because the injury is so bad. But sometimes you can, and then you know the money is meant to do that, and then you just continue on with your with your life because that's ultimately your. Your goal, true,
2: yeah, and right. an actual thing. I yeah. actually agree with you. I and mean, the commercials actually give personal injuries a bad rub, too, because you see all these commercials <laughs> and, like, and it's, they're so dramatic and yeah, it's so yeah. funny. But that's why maybe some people are skeptical about opening cases because mm-hmm. they're like, they, I don't know, they look at these commercials, maybe, I don't know. But I agree with you though. Um, when I first started working here, I was like so intimidated by like, I was like, oh my God, personal injury attorneys, like they're gonna be so mean, I'm so nervous. And actually it was like the complete opposite. Like everyone was so nice and friendly. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I guess they're not all mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's absolutely like.
1: Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not gonna lie too. I was guilty of that myself before going to personal injury. I thought, oh my God. These guys are just, you know, in there for the money. They don't care about anybody else. And now that I had to experience how the life actually working at a personal injury firm, my preconceptions have been just, you know, uh, changed absolutely. I don't think of it as the same. And you know, I work with Mr. Freitman, I work with other attorneys, and they're very nice, very polite. Very understanding, and that's I think is the most important in this film. Call me Arkady, by the way.
0: That's the whole idea. Like, just be yeah. like um, a group of people, like a team, and we all have the same vision and the same passion, which is helping serious injury victims and their families. And um, you know, we just all work together, and of course, you know, we. Like anybody, we make mistakes. So, we, and if our clients make a mistake, we're here to guide them and we're here to just do better and yeah. improve day in and day out and get the absolute, you know, best results for them. And, um, you know, and we don't can't take every case because, you know, there are probably some people who are like fakers or whatever, malingerers. I mean, you know, there's all different types of cases out there. But if we can ask ourselves, would I feel comfortable sitting next to this client? in a trial with the judge on the bench and the jury in the box and what I feel comfortable getting up and presenting his case, then if I say yes, then I, then I have to, you know, love that client and care for them and really get to know them, get to know their human story, their biography, like who they were as a kid, what they love, who they love, and then be able to effectively tell their story. And then I think that in turn will lead to a big allowance of compensation from the jury. Um, yeah, because yeah. that
2: kind of, like, defines probably, like, you feel like it defines, like, your character, too. It's like you're representing someone that you feel like, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe it's not being truthful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you don't want to put yourself in, like, in front of the judge mm-hmm. and, like, represent someone that you don't feel comfortable with. So I totally understand that.
1: Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But no, I agree, though. No. That's... It's tough work being in a courtroom, demure. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be you soon. <laughs> Is that what you want to do? Do you want to do, go into trial law? I'm not sh- I'm honestly not sure. I have like, you know, a couple of, you know, my acquaintances who work at the, uh, in the transactional field, you know, who, d- who do like, you know, maybe like the mergers and acquisitions and whatnot. And I'm, I'm honestly don't know. I don't know. Uh, but. Everything can change. I I haven't, you know, based on what I've been told, I've never seen. Uh, people are not very sure about their like field what they want to practice before actually going to law school. I think as of right now, I would say my challenge is just you know getting to getting into law school and then you know getting all through L one first year of law school and then we're gonna take it from there. But as of right now, personal injury is sure as fun. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know say anything about personal injury it is very engaging and it's very like just ha- having you know seeing the person from going uh like you know from the uh horrible circumstance to better and to like you know and having seeing the person re- recovering from from all of their injuries is, is sure it is sure is nice and I, and I do want to see that more in the future of course mm-hmm.
2: yeah and the funnest part is giving out the checks because like they're <laughs> yes. so happy and like it kind of it's like so fulfilling it, it's
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what we've got. Yeah. yeah,
0: so you feel like you've achieved justice for them. Oh, yeah. Not the final step. So mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. okay, cool. Okay, so thank you uh, for joining us today. I think we went through these questions and uh, had a nice discussion. And in about a week or so, maybe we'll do another podcast where we have other team members from Freckman & Associates join us and we can get other perspectives and other uh, questions and um, if you have any questions, feel free to subscribe to our channel and drop us a comment, and we'd be happy to answer your questions. Okay, have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Goodbye. bye